Welcome to Reason and Minds Podcast. I'm your host, MJ, and this platform is where I give my two cents on different topics. So get ready for a raw, authentic, hilarious experience, and I look forward to your views. You can reach me on my various social media platforms on Facebook and Instagram, Inspired with MJ. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E-D with M-J-E-M-J-A-Y. And in my exclusive Facebook group, What Did MJ Say? Stay tuned for more content. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Reason of Minds Podcast. I'm your host, MJ, or some people call me Myra, and we have a special guest tonight. Cut it out. I'm going to cut out the special, though. Cut it out. Because he already, his head is swelling as I speak, okay? Our special guest tonight is the one and only Mr. Professional Mad Dog Marquez Sutton. Oh, so you gave me mad names. Okay. (laughs) It's not my fault you have a million names. Chill, chill, chill. So Marquette Sutton is, for those who don't know, he is also on the um, Juan Castillo Morning Show, and he does the sports report daily, um, as well as a few other things. You know, mm. he's a man of many, man of many talents. But um, welcome him to Reason and Minds. Yeah, what's up? We welcome you. We thank you for coming in today to talk about this crazy topic. Thanks for having me. It was um, a long flight, but I got here. <laughs> And this is an audio-only uh, episode for the main reason is we want to be, you know, we want to keep our identities limited. Yes, we do. Just as all the people who came out with the tell-all secrets. No, stop lying. The reason why because camera. we ain't like uh, video ready right now. So Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. That's why, I, yeah, we wasn't video ready, but. Um, and it's late, you know. Yeah. And we are just finishing the wrap up of listening to the the last part of the Surviving R. Kelly mm-hmm. um, special, and it is mind blowing. And it's I, crazy. I did a review yesterday um, about it, and so this is going to be part two. It's uh, it's definitely crazy. I'm, I got to sh- I got to share this with my people. Yeah, please share. Uh, share this, definitely share this live, and Watch I appreciate all of you that are tuning in. I see um, those of you who are tuning in, and I appreciate it. I cannot, let me go to my screen, give me a second so I can see who's tuning in, because I cannot see mm. on my screen. Give me a second. I want to make sure that I'm shouting out those. Yeah, we got a few people. I see. I cannot. Uh, I mean, it's okay. I can read it. It says Marquise Barnes. Uh, Keith, what's up? Uh, Angie Leche. I don't want to say her name wrong. Uh, Angie, what's up? Tyshanta Choo Choo. Hey, Choo Choo. And me. <laughs> so let's just jump right into it. Jump right man. in. Let's just jump right into it. So uh, I just want to apologize, you know, to everybody out there, especially the black woman, because I was definitely a supporter of R. Kelly. I was definitely one who purchased the um, R. Kelly, you know, concert ticket in 2009, knowing what he did. But again, I felt like I had to support R. Kelly and his being of a black artist, Mm. knowing what I knew. Um, But I think for me, when when he was the Pied Piper, that's when I was like, yo, this shit, this is this is getting crazy. And if you don't know the story of the Pied Piper, the Pied Piper was uh, someone who played the flute and he attracted young kids to his lair. Now, legend has it that he did some bad things. But again, nursery rhyme, they take that and make it look like he just had a flute and he was just, you know, playing around. But mm. after watching that Surviving R. Kelly, I think that for a lot of people, he doesn't have that stereotypical creep look. He doesn't look like someone who would do something like this. And... He he was an entertainer. He he mm-hmm. was an entertainer that many people loved and adored. I mean, people probably, you know, had kids, you know, to a lot of his music. Right. But just watching that, I mean, it was just it was just disgusting, and and it's just and it's still it's still resonating with me right now. And yeah. I know a lot of people say, well, you know, they could have left, but when you are under the mm. eye of an abuser, mm. and when you are abused like that, you just can't leave like that because psychologically. I mean, they just they just break you down. So you know, it, it's just something that 
Marlene said hi. Hey, Marlene, how you doing? Um, so it was, it was, it was definitely something that was just crazy to me. But you know, you and I were talking. I was like, we have to go live. Like people got to hear. Yeah, this. I've been on an emotional roller coaster just these past few days, just thinking about every story, and I also it's like you feel this immense, like this sense of guilt because you supported him and. You played the music, you sung to the music, you danced to the music, and just to hear the lyrics and then immediately have the image of a young child come in your mind and that these lyrics are made in that context is just disgusting. Right. You know, it's very disgusting. And the thing is, he was a charming man. He also had power. Mm -hmm. He also had influence. He was and a gatekeeper money. to the to the industry. Yeah. And so um, you know, as gatekeepers, you do have a lot of influence and say. And he used his fame and his his money and his he sold a lot of people dreams. Um which that's what entertainers do and he was very good at it. He's yeah, he very was. good at it. He's talented. However, this all was at the expense of young women and young black women. Yeah, minority because it was some it was some Spanish girls in there too. Right, young black brown women of color. Let me just put it that way. Yeah, uh, women of color. You know, from our our deepest communities. You know, and he took full advantage of what he he called um, uh, or his brother called a preference. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. Disgusting. And and then it's crazy because when you because when you're looking at a lot of stuff that happened in our community, talking about, uh, you know, black and brown people. I think that it's easy to dismiss, you know, what's happening for our sexual abuse because mm -hmm. the first thing you say is, oh, well, look at them being like this. Or like that one jury said, well, I didn't believe them because just look at how they look, you know. Right. He like they just looked them. like that. They were lying. I judged them. Right. You know, oh, I wrote, let me. And he was unapologetic. Stevie C, what's up, man? And he was unapologetic for what he said. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and we're going to jump right into it. Had one of his accusers been white, mm. R. Kelly ass would have been under the jail. A long time ago. A long time ago. Chocolate factory would have turned into a jail factory <laughs> because his ass would have been under the jail. But again, when we look at a lot of uh, people who are survivors and victims, the first thing you know people say is, Oh, come on, stop lying. Right. Why didn't you just leave? It's not that easy, especially when you when you when you understand how someone has that psychological power over you. Right. You just can't go. You just can't leave because they break you down. And R. Kelly, he was so strategic in what he did. Correct. He threatened the lives of these survivors and their families. So the first thing is people say, you know, fight or flight. But then when someone said, listen, if you leave, I'm going to kill your family. Right. Now you're like, all right, well, I, I don't I don't even want to move because I don't want my family to get killed. So right. now you feel like you're being sacrificed exactly. at the expense of your family. Right. Um, but I think that came down, you know, much later down the line. Right. You know, if you go back to the very basics of the things that we had facts on, okay? Right. We had facts about Aaliyah. We had facts, receipts back then. And it was, you know, dismissed and brushed, up, brushed under the rug because why? You know, the outrage wasn't that, you know, prevalent from the parents. You know, she was a, also a superstar. So, okay, she had a gain from it. You mm -hmm. know, she made, she made music. She got in the industry. She had a hit record. Right. So I think that, the damage wasn't as clear and evident, right? That right. it was, and it got swept under the rug. And then, again, he was charismatic. He sold a story and an image, right. and he made more music, and he became more famous. I just want to answer, Steven. So I did answer hey, that Tay, question. Hey, Ty. Because uh, you, you said, you know, people knew that since the 90s. You know, have you brought, your, have you brought music or support his, or, or supported him since then? Since That's 2009. I have not supported him, but yes, I was one who was brainwashing. Is like, yo, you know what? I got to support this black man, you know, because they trying to put him down. And, you know, every time, you know, we get a black brother, you know, uh, or, or a black person in power, here they come. But when you start to look at a lot of the stuff that was coming out even back then, like, again, like I said, Stephen, once he named himself Pie Piper, mm. I was, I, I was, then I was done after mm -hmm. 2010 because I knew he was flaunting it in everybody's face. Mm -hmm. It was like, yes, I got away with it. What are you going to do about it? And for me, I did not really recognize the meaning of Pie Piper and all of that, you know, 
like I said, and I admitted in my first, uh, you know, review of this first, the first um, part of the series is that I did not pay attention. You know, I'm owning that. Like I, I was a part of the issue. You know, mm-hmm. I just kind of like ignored it. I was self-involved. I was young. I wasn't thinking about the real right. events in life, you know, and I didn't know the Pied Piper, the true meaning of the Pied Piper. So now that I'm understanding this, I'm like, what? he's been saying this. He's been flaunting this as a right. person who is ill. He got a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's not shade over that. And I'm going to get to that part about his history. You know, and how that impacts the the choices he has made and the things he's done to people, mm-hmm. which doesn't excuse or justify it, but right. it is a fact and it's a factor mm-hmm. in what he has done. Yeah, so 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 Ani, so uh after two thousand after he beat a lot of these cases, uh he that's when he started to refer I'm no, I'm sorry, I think a little before that, that's when he started to refer to himself as the Pie Piper. And you know, I know Stephen C is like, well, you know, but you but that's no excuse for continuing to buy his music. And that's why I was and that's why I apologize. You know, again, since two thousand ten I have not supported R. Kelly. And like many people, instead of addressing it, I didn't say anything about it. But after, you know, watching this, after uh, you know, knowing what I know now and for the past few years, I was like, yo, you know, that's not cool. Um, so, so to answer your question, Andy, you said that you didn't know what it meant. So the Pied Piper, he was someone um, who lured children by playing his flute, you know, which was a, a, a musical instrument. And I mean, of course, we don't know what happened, mm-hmm. but I mean, let's just let's just be real. We probably know what happened once he lured them to, you know, with the music. So. After he beat all his cases, that's when he started referring to himself as the Pied Piper. Right. And it was so. considered a, a folk, you know, yeah. folks, a folk tale, you know, that the Pied Piper did that, you know. But everybody understood it at some point. Back then, a lot of people who grew up in that time, they, yes. they kind of had the gist, which was that he would lure children. Yeah. It didn't get into luring children for a sexual deviation, but luring children from home. Right. And that's what R. Kelly basically was symbolizing this is what I do. Yeah. And you can't stop me. Yeah. And then, you know, like I said, Stephen, you know, again, I'm I'm not I'm not making no excuses. And you say, you know, it came out in two thousand, uh, you know, and then you said ninety nine, you know, or two thousand ten, ten years later. You gotta understand at that time I was fifteen years old. And, you know, even then I was, you know, twenty one in my early twenties. So a lot of the stuff that R. Kelly was doing back then. I didn't look at it as a I didn't look at it as an issue, you know what I mean, until like I really started seeing a lot more things coming out because I thought he lay low. I thought he had really got some help. He did all those interviews. So again, I was under the notion like, you know, give someone, you know, at least a second chance. Mm-hmm. But then when I realized that he was flaunting it, I was like, all right, come on, enough mm-hmm. is enough. Mm-hmm. So that's why, Stephen, you know, to answer your question, that's why I stopped because I realized that he didn't want to get help. He was trying to get away with it. So that was that was my opinion on that. Then the flip side is, you know, I said it from the start in my first uh, review, is that he, I, I'm conflicted. You know, immediately watching right. the first pretty much three minutes of the show, I was like so conflicted. I started to get angry. Mm-hmm. I started to be like, what the, you know, Trying here they go. They tearing man. down another yeah. black man. Yeah. He's successful. I started associating it with, with Bill Cosby and other people that have been taken mm-hmm. down. And then I, quickly I was brought back to my senses. And what my senses say is right is right and wrong is wrong. Mm-hmm. And so let me get all the information and see what this thing is going to, you know, culminate to you know at the end what is it really going to tell us and from watching the entire thing I feel that half you know as a community as a black community we want to protect and let's not get too much into OJ but it's the same feeling that people rally behind OJ they didn't care whether he was guilty or not it's OJ Mm -hmm. nah they not taking OJ down you know he built something for us for our community right but OJ was never for us Nah, you feel me OJ was never for us but for R. Kelly, it's like I didn't want to see him go down as somebody that created something who he was came a, from a, a he rough was the soundtrack of our life, and he meant so much to yeah. our you know our culture, right? But right is right, and yeah. what he did was absolutely disgusting yeah. and deplorable. And like, how can you support that? And so immediately, I just got back to this is disgusting. It's how crazy. much he actually. 
He was a mon- he's a monster. Period. Yeah. So so you know, Ani said she said that's crazy. She said when we saw Dave Chappelle do that skit, uh, we shouldn't have laughed. Um, she said I'm bothered by the fact mm. that we knew, and the fact that we didn't boycott him. Then we accept the jokes. Boo on us. And that's true, Ani. You know, but I think that mm. at the same time, you know, when at 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 that time we understood. You are innocent until proven guilty. Right, allegations. So mm-hmm. we thought, and like you, like many people thought, okay, here goes another entertainer with being blackballed by the media, a great R. Kelly. He's using um, his his tools to help us. And again, he did everything that you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. He addressed it with the media. He continued to do what he was doing, and not once did he falter and say he was guilty because he kept pressing on. So in our minds, we were like, okay, well, hey, it must have been, you know, somebody just trying to take him down. Right. And that's what happened. So I think that we are apologetic and, you know... I think that we are sorry because, again, you got to remember, Ani, back then, you know, what well, we was in our early 20s, you know, people were teenagers, so we didn't understand, you know, mm-hmm. we were like, all right, come on, mm-hmm. like, you know, come on, you know, it's like everybody wasn't coming out the woodworks like right. they are right. Right. in 2010, you know, because, again, when Dave Chappelle made that, that was in 2002, 2003, so that was, again, everybody still was trying to understand and wrap their head around, like, no, this is not true, mm-hmm. and we all accepted it, except for the victims and the um, survivors, but... At the end of the day, now that we're older, it's like, you know, now we got to really talk about this. But also, you know? we did not want to believe it. Yeah, right? yeah. We I ain't going to lie. Hoping, I was like, nope. And we were glad that, you know, they didn't have enough evidence and then he was acquitted. How much? Come on. That's like yeah. so much. It's so confusing and it's very um, conflicting because yeah. you're like, oh, my God, if he did this, they're going to get him. Right. And then to see a black man come out of the system and prevail. Mm-hmm. Uh, come on. You automatically right. thinking, oh, yes, he didn't do it. Right. But at this point, I think not only are we apologetic, or I should say I, um, it's because of all the receipts they produce. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Miss Bryant from New Haven created this amazing... Shout out to okay? her, man. Shout out to her. She put on an amazing, amazing production. Um, and I kept saying, wow, this is so well put together. And come to find out, black woman, she produced mm-hmm. it, you know, took... Took over, took care of everything. It looks, and it came out great. But the point is, they put together so much evidence, right? Okay, and so many people coming to share their stories. Yes. And that was the thing; nobody came forward. That was I was going to get to. They didn't come forward yeah. back then. And how hard is it to be one person coming out to say I was duped? Because yeah. that's really what you have to say yeah. in this position. I was vulnerable. I was duped. I was bamboozled. I, I wanted to exchange my freedom for fame. Mm-hmm. I was desperate and I really wanted to do this, right? But I was young. He took advantage of me. He took over. He controlled my mind. Right, right. How hard is it for somebody to look in the mirror and say that to themselves, let alone someone else, to and the then masses. to be shut down yeah. and not believe? Right, so yeah. now they're coming together as a unit, which makes so much sense. So I'm glad they took the time to get as many stories as they could and put it together as a powerful right. force, you know? And and that's what I tell people. It's, it's really easy to judge when you have all the evidence and when you already know versus someone who doesn't have that, that quote-unquote creep look. Because our Kelly doesn't look like a creep. He looked like someone that we know. He doesn't like, look like he would do anything like that. And again, at that time, no one ever came forward and say, hey, this is what happened. We had these knowledge... No, I'm sorry... We had the understanding that him and Aaliyah was together, okay? Now, at the time, we didn't have social media like we have now. But everybody kind of thought and knew, like, yo, he married Aaliyah. But again, it wasn't produced. So once it happened, it was like, yo, that's crazy. Yo, yo this is what I'm hearing. But again, her parents didn't come forward. Nobody else came forward. Mm-hmm. So we were just, it was just this thing that just, that we kind of thought happened. Right. But we didn't have no proof, like anything he had. But after watching this documentary, like, we know what's going on. And not only did he do that, but just the physical abuse and how he, like, it's a cult. And again, I ain't going to lie, once again, when I heard the cult thing, I was like, come on now. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we I was already done with him by 2009, 2010, but I'm like, now it's a cult. Like, nah, nah, I don't think he that much of a bad person. But again, I didn't want to find out. So I didn't say nothing. So I was just as guilty. Right. But just, but seeing how he locked him down. 
That's crazy, man. Right. So I, I do have a couple questions that I want to pose to the listeners and also in our discussion. Right. Um, and really get to the point of I think what everybody, you know, was upset or saying or thinking of is the people that were involved, mm-hmm. the staff, the parents, you know, the school administrators or school teachers, like just all these people that can now sit in front that of the failed. camera. Yeah. And say, oh, I felt this way or I thought, oh, it was just like a bad feeling or I -hmm. saw this. Why? Right. But I have very specific, you know, questions about that. Uh, The first one is, you know, well, first thing I want to talk about is a sparkle. You know, even her back then, you know, trying to talk out, being that voice saying that is my relative. Yeah. That is my niece. Like, I'm not going to lie. Right, right, right. And no one... Okay, his power, his fame, his influence completely turned her way. Hold on. Let me get to this comment. No, it's not called Couples Corner, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chris. Chris, what's up, Chris? I am a guest in her house. See, Chris, you just let the cat out of the bag. You know, I didn't introduce him as a, you know, as my other half, but here you go. I, Chris, I got fluid out, man. Come on, man. Come on, we keep down the So low. now, what's some questions? Because you, you, you were definitely writing a lot so, of stuff. Uh, yes, I have lots of notes. So I feel like Sparkle, in, in introducing her teenage niece to this man, post Aaliyah, mm-hmm. correct? Right. Okay. Just, I'm going to confirm some things after, when I ask to make sure. How did you feel like... It wasn't your responsibility. She does feel guilty. She does feel like, you know, mm-hmm. it's her, you know, it's her responsibility. But why? No, and she, no, what she introduced her with the parent. She did with the parent. She did and with she the said parents. she was with him, with her in the studio. All the time. And she would say that she would always be there all the time. Yeah. But my thing is, no, I am not introducing my 13 year old niece to a man that I know. Was with a fourteen-year-old. Well, she said she didn't know. Forge, I'm. She said you she heard of it. You feel me? You heard of it. You ain't confirmed. But that's everybody why, saw the magic But that's why she said that she was always with her because she didn't. She didn't know if it was wrong. But she was like, "Listen." But you knew enough to say, "I gotta be with her." But that's my I thing. think. But I think for her, it was he was a grown man. And remember what she said. She said, "Whenever growing up, like you ain't gonna be by yourself with a grown man." So that's why she was like, "I'm gonna be with Correct. him because he's a grown." So man. that's one of my. You know, one okay. of my thoughts and my I can't blame Sparkle, about it. but I could blame her parents. I, I feel like we have to think about what we do and who mm-hmm. we entrust our children to. And it Hell starts yeah. with things like this. Someone who has a, an accusation with some evidence of a fact, like a fake marriage certificate, whatever. Even if you didn't know, you looked it up. Everybody figured it out. It's mm-hmm. in the industry. So yeah, think about what we're doing, you know. Okay. Um, why didn't this family come for you know? And the families that settled out of court. Yeah, man. Ugh, it just... That's why we didn't know a lot about them because a lot of these families settled out of court. That is the thing. And I yeah. feel like where are we as a, as, a, as a people, as a society that were that, that hungry for success or for a shot? Because there's no guarantee. And they all said he could possibly help me type thing. How would you dare have your child be assaulted, abused, or right. any kind of harm, right, from a grown person and tell them you're going to tell, go to court at some point, civil or not, and then accept money in exchange for a, a hush? All How? Right. So, so here's the thing, right? With a lot of abusers, what they do is he preyed on people who were poor. There you go. And he preyed on people who... Mm-hmm. Didn't have any knowledge of the court system. Absolutely. He knew what he was doing. So he knew if I ever had to go to court, again, he had people working with him. So, and I know you're going to get to that. But he knew that if I give these people money, they're going to leave me alone. Because they can't keep coming to court every day. They don't have the, they don't have the resources to. That's so right. if I give you some money, make you sign this gag order, mm-hmm. you can't talk about it. Right. Or if so, I settle, yes. make the settlement and tell you, here's what I'm going to pay you. Yeah. And you ain't going to get a talk. dime more. And if you pursue this, I'm going to destroy you. Yeah. You're not going to get nothing. That's so you the might as well right take there. this, right? That's the word. And I feel so enraged by that. It's right. like you took your same community, the same people you came from, the same struggle you came from, and you manipulated that, and then you took advantage. And but, you just... Come but on. as we know with abuse, the most abuse 
uh, most assaults happen with people that people are close with. Absolutely. And they know their vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. Well, my question to those doing. families is, was the money worth it? Mm, keep on. I don't know. Now. What's your other question? The music teacher. Mm. Um. Yeah, because we were talking about this, and I kind of disagree with you. I understand that she mentioned things and she threatened him and she said, you better not come back around here. But my thing is, you saw a child in need. And I understand it's a different time back then, too. It wasn't that long, right? But it was a little different. Like you talking now, about when he was growing up? Yes. That was like 40 years ago. Yeah. For him. It was a different time. Yeah. But it wasn't that long ago in terms of being a sexual predator or being... Uh, abused sexually, you feel me? Well, I think, but I think her generation, right, is what her mindset was. Like, I'm gonna run you off, and you gonna leave these girls alone. Oh, uh, okay. And you move talking on. about that? I thought you were talking about because we talked about when he was making these lyrics, and he was like, he was talking about sexual stuff. That too. But again, you gotta remember she's older, so sexual stuff was like, hey, let's kiss. So her definition of what sexual stuff mm-hmm. was compared to what you know, what what was. What it was in the early 80s, mid 80s, it was a whole lot different. Like, talking about sex was like nasty to her. So, but I think that it, she knew it was provocative. Right. But when she did see him after he was coming there, and I think that she put her foot down, like, yo, listen, you come here again, I'm calling the cops. But she didn't have no proof. Like, again, he was so calculated. Like, this, again, he, was. he still is. That point. Mm-hmm. He still is calculated mm-hmm. because even if she would have said, R. Kelly got younger girls, they'd be like, where? Like, he was coming back. And he would have used, I'm coming back to my old high school, even though he didn't freaking graduate, but, you know. I think, I, I think that also, to go back to that, the staff member, right? The one that was oh, blurred out God. in the black, you know, in yeah, the silhouette because yeah. they didn't want to be, and they had their voice changed, right? Yeah. The statement they made was, I blamed, you know, I was judging the girls. Yeah, I was judging the victim. I was judging yeah. them. I was judging them. These girls are crazy. And I think that is it right there. Mm-hmm. And that is a testament to what we are claiming today and, and we're stating out loud, everyone, celebrities, whoever, that black women, women of color, are the most vulnerable, mistreated, and uncared for in you, society. You forgot to put money hungry, too. Mm. You forgot to put money hungry. Mm. Because, because... Black women... Be, people because... Are, mm. Even even when you watch when you watch shows like Real Housewives, mm-hmm. basketball wise, mm-hmm. when you watch the shows that pertaining to a lot of the white women, your and, and and let's be real, what we look at as white women who are these housewives, we characterize we characterize them as being housewives. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, they oh they got them an older man, mm-hmm. she's younger. I mean, she just want to be a housewife. Mm-hmm. But when you watch VH1 mm. and you watch Real Housewives of Atlanta, you're like, "Oh, look at these gold digging scandals." It's a whole different. You preach. It's a whole different notion when you're looking at Real Housewives of Atlanta Absolutely. versus Real Housewives of Jersey, because we look at these women, even even a white lady that's Kim that's on uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta. People look at her like, "Ah, oh, damn, Kim was on a come up." No, Kim was sugar sugar daddy in for a career. But okay. But again, but then we judge it. But if she was Keisha, everybody, or she was Nene, mm. like, oh, now Nene got that old ass dude. Come on, okay. Now. Come on now. What goes back to the statement? It's about perception, right, right, right. It's about oppression. It's about judgment, racism, all of that. Mm-hmm. Everyone said it. I don't know, person after person inside of this, this uh special, uh, Survivor R. Kelly, that if. These were white women, or oh, if there was the a chair. white woman, the chair. please, we would not be suffering this None. for all these decades, right? We would have been done with this. Ask and he Bill Cosby. Been fried. Ask Bill Cosby. Hmm. Ask Bill hmm. Cosby. Ask, ask, uh, listen, ask, ask Harvey Weinstein. He's still going through it. <sighs> well, He's still you know. going through it. So, you know, I, I think that's really what it boils down to, why this went on for so long. One of the main things is because... They were young black girls, young girls of color, mm-hmm. Hispanic, from disadvantaged backgrounds, yep. and no one really cared. Nah. 
Okay, no one really cared. Or me included. Me included. The perception was me included. They know what they're doing. They, they hungry. They, they gold diggers. They gonna come up. They they trying to do what they can. Do something strange for some change. No, nah. they're just as vulnerable, hungry, excited, and thriving, and trying to figure out life like anyone else. Right. Right. Okay. So, great point. That's a great point. But I I just I just I just want to address this though. Mm. But you know as as. As much as we blame R. Kelly, and when he goes down, because he's going to go down. Mm. You know what I mean? It, it's just a matter of time before he goes down. Um, these people that are riding with him, <laughs> that's the most disturbing part mm. because we have people who are actually helping this man get away with this stuff. Mm. And we're not talking about cousins, people from the hood. Correct. We're talking about movers and shakers in the industry mm. who continue to fund his crooked, corrupt, disgusting ways. Mm. And that's the part that really got me because if it was just R. Kelly and nobody knew about this, if it was awesome, yo, he was beating on a few women right. and they were scared to talk, it's like, cool. But this dude got a goddamn caravan. Yep. Like, he got like a whole circus movement. Going to the mall. And people are watching these young girls and they are sitting here like, yo, you can't go nowhere. R. Kelly, you mm-hmm. know, he said, and that's the most disturbing part. And a lot of these people that are coming forward, like Demetrius Smith, like the other dude who said, well, I, I went to Robert party and I see all these young girls. I was like, Robert, what you doing? But like you said, but did you leave? And who you was touching? Did you call the cops? Or who was you touching? Exactly. Was you touching too? Because he, he now these dudes coming up, but they don't want to, but they don't want to incriminate this. So. Holly, what's up, Holly? You know what I'm saying? Hey, Holly. This is this is just for you. We got the exclusive content um, after the show. <laughs> now you ain't missed. I mean, yeah, you missed a lot, bro. But you can go back and uh, rewind. Yeah, it's we pretty we good. still going. So, but it's like let's I like these. And I don't want to curse because your podcast might be different from mine. So these nasty MFers who continue mm. to fund and mm-hmm. help him hide, mm. that is the most disgusting part. Because, yeah, we can look at R. Kelly, but let's look at the nasty people that are helping him. There like they they are nasty and they should get prosecuted with him. Conspiracy, they should go under the jail with his ass. It's nothing worse than a rapist, but what's worse than a rapist is the person holding down yes. the yes. victim. Yes. Okay? And that's what they're doing. They're holding down the victim. They're like, And then it's like, they can't leave? Okay, well, obviously, somebody's standing by the door, so they can't leave. Mm. So that's the most disgusting and part. And somebody's chasing them when they do break free and try to escape. Hello. Exactly. Okay? And somebody's there making sure they don't pass out, so when he come back and he ready for some, they'll be showered and ready. Yes. Hello. Yes. And that's, and that's the most disgusting part because mm. it is a whole lot of people involved. It's not just two people. Nope. It's a whole team. Mm. And so when people talking about, you know, uh, well, why can't they just leave? It's not that simple. Mm. Yes, because Holly. now another thing is when people say, well, I know how to. And, 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 and this part, you know, when I, you know, when I talk to people and again, I sh- you know, again, I'm not judging people. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to judge people. No, nah, no, nah, I'm, I'm not going to judge people because people say, well, I know how to separate the art from the entertainer. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, the person from the entertainer. It's really hard to do that. Yeah. It's really hard to do that because we're not talking about Michael Jordan who cheated on his wife and who was, who was a gambler. No, no, no. We're talking about someone who really held people against their will. Mm. And again, I wasn't part of the problem because I was funding their bull. Mm-hmm. And I was helping them continue their life, you know, Absolutely. their uh, life of luxury. And... I was I was uh, I was a part of that. But once you know, it's very hard to separate that. It really is. Cuz I know people still going to listen to it. And again, and and I'm not going to lie, and like I said yesterday, our Kelly music is like that your favorite dish that you found out that had bugs in it. But you already ate it though. There's nothing you could do about the bugs you already swallowed. That's what I'm saying. Mm. But you can either throw it away or you can or you can finish eating. Mm. And it's like, it's like, nah, I mean, I'm going to think about that chicken. I'm going to think about the good plate, but it's like, I got to throw it away because I know that can contaminate me right. and I can, you know, uh, eventually I could die if I keep doing this. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I'm going to get to Holly's comment. She said, yeah. his nasty ass assistant, let me tell you, everyone knows the person 
who is the right and left hand to yeah. any celebrity knows all. Yes. Okay? The late night, early morning, dirt, they know everything. They have a hand in it all. And a lot of his statements, I think his name was Demetrius. Yeah, Smith. A lot of his statements were very clear that he was absolutely supporting this. He signed Aaliyah. He, he forged, forged the birth certificate. He forged the marriage certificate. He forged it. You know, he said, you know, I would see these girls and I saw him with her. And the comment that turned my stomach the most when he said when he saw Aaliyah and she looked at him and he looked in her eyes and she wanted to say something to me. She wanted to talk to me so bad. And I ain't say nothing. Come on, man. Right. Right. You know, so you just, I want to know when do we right. bring these people in? Yeah. You know, when do we bring these people in? Right. Okay. Holly said, I separated in the past, uh, probably because I never watched that video. But the Lifetime episode, though, yeah. I don't know now, Robert. And Holly, you know what? I never watched the video either. And I think that also played a part in the fact that I didn't grasp how much these allegations were really, you know, how, right. you know, how bad this was. And honestly, I didn't pay too much attention to it. Like I said, I was, I was yeah, doing me. Was I, was, like, I, was name love too. I wasn't, you know, focusing like I should have been, you know, and maybe it's because I wasn't as attentive to society as I should have been. Absolutely. You know, um, but I'm sure I'm not the only one. But I didn't watch it either. And that's probably a big part of why right. we didn't see it for what it is. And now we have something like the video in this special right. that was made to throw it in our face and say, look at this. Pay attention. Right. You know, pay attention. We now, got another comment. Now, now, Chris said, he said, that's a... Now, Chris, can you, can you uh, help me understand? He said, that's a real hard line stance question. He said, is that for everyone across the board or is it uh, selective? Well, In terms of... That's, that's what I want him to, cl to clarify. Oh, okay. And also for Steven, he said, did he hold them against their will or did his star power allow them to overlook the age difference? Listen. Yo, listen. <laughs> when you are abused, star power or not, think about how many women we know, people we know who are staying with people <laughs> who they shouldn't be staying with. Mm -hmm. Once you get control of somebody's mind, you got them. Like, that's why anything like, that we do in this world is mind over matter. He already had them and he threatened them. And you got to remember, the people that he got in his corner, they aren't everyday button-up Joes. They aren't Bob and Smith. These people that he had, they look like real tough dudes. So when you got a girl who was petite, like most of these girls, he had a preference. They were smaller girls, sl slender. Underage. And underage. And their physical stature wasn't one where they can really get down with R. Kelly, who's six foot one, probably 200 some odd pounds. And also the people that he had in his corner, they're probably street dudes. So, yeah, R. Kelly probably didn't have the gun, but I'm sure somebody in his camp, they knew, they again, him being a star, they had weapons. Well, and, they're, and they knew you can try if you want to, but you know what's going to happen. And, Stephen, I think that that is a whole, that's a deeper conversation. And I understand the question because some, it's just like we think of the 33 and the 35-year-old, like, why you didn't just leave? Why you didn't... Yeah. I think, but I think that's a deeper conversation. So I want to limit. Oh, okay. I, I kind of want to limit that because that is a great question because it's kind of like my cousin says, she's younger. She's 20, just 20. And she said, you know, these girls knew what they was doing, you know, as a young person. She said, I know what I'm doing at 17. She said, I know what I'm doing. You think you know, you and I said to her, you think you know what you're doing, but you don't understand fully the consequences of the choices and decisions you make because you haven't lived yet. You haven't finished experiencing yeah. things to say oh. and compare your decisions to and the mm -hmm. outcome. And then what are the consequences? Right. So I think it's a deeper conversation and that goes into really the psychological piece of where these women were. Right. And so really I, my focus is on, I don't want that to cloud what he's done, mm. period. We're not right. going to talk about holding at will when why are you even entertaining, engaging, and soliciting children right. underage, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17? And he smartened up because then he started sticking with the 17, yep, petite 17s, yeah. right? So he could still feel that 14-year-old, you know, feeling, body shape, and all of that, right? Mm -hmm. But then, oh, they 17. 
Then they turn 18, they're mine. You feel me? Yeah. That's a tactic, okay? That's a tactic to break down somebody psychologically. Oh, so so Chris said um, the hard stance. He said it was on to separate the person from the talent. I can mm. do that. Mm. I, listen, listen. I kind of agree with that, Chris, because I think we do. I, I think we pick and choose. But in this yeah. case... Yeah. Like, <laughs> like knowing... Yeah. Like, yes. With the type of uh, the type of behavior and the type of crimes and the type of issues that he has, you know, created or, you know, what he's done. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's yes. In this situation, yes, it is, Chris. I'm not... I'm, like I said, it's not just like Michael Jordan just, you know, cheating on the wife or, you know, somebody like a Kobe stepping out. Nah, 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 nah. This is like... Someone who's really altering people's lives mm. here. And again, I know some people they look at Jordan and they, and they and they hold that against like, well, he did this, he did, so he's a bad person. But when you are physically harming people, yes, I can separate that very easy. I think it is I can selective. Separate though. That very easy. I think yeah, it is selective. It is selective. It, it is selective. But for me, it's not. In this case, no, it's not. No, it's not. In this case, no, it's not selective. Because once I got older and I realized what was going on, I was like, I, I can't, I can't support so it. So you take a hard line stance on the things that, uh, you know, you, that you value yeah. and morally ex- are acceptable yeah. to you. So you're saying but you can't. listen, you're kidnapping something. Like this is, <laughs> it's not like he, like he's straddling the line. She's 19 mm-hmm. and he's 35. No, 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 no. He's like holding people against their will. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's the part that I'm talking. Well, about. I don't know if you're holding somebody against their will. That's 18 or 19. I think that's where people see it as a a hard right. a hard thing to accept. You know, yeah, I, I'm some, not really. Some, some people do, and it's like, all right, well, listen, 18, you're legal. I listen. Do I? Would I do it? No. And and he asked about Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson, Woody Allen. Woody, mm-hmm. Allen, listen, I don't like Woody Allen movies. I I think he's corny, and because of when mm-hmm. I found out what he did, he, no, I don't like him. Michael Jackson again. I think it's a, that was a whole different the same subject. emotion like, with Michael. Yeah, so. and it just it just depends on who you ask. Because mm-hmm. again, I mean, I, I haven't bought an album since then. But again, when you have people coming forward and saying, in, in Michael Jackson's case, a lot of his people said victims, but a lot of people that was there say, listen, our parents was there. The boy who actually went on and said that Michael Jackson did that, he came out and said, my mother made me do this. Right, Stephen just said that. My mom and, made me do this. So and also so, the receipts were not the same. Yes, with Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. The receipts so, Kelly so got. Mm-mm. Michael Jackson didn't do anything because these kids came out and said we were never touched. Our parents were there and we were supervised. That one boy who that case went against, he came out and said, "My mom made me do this. I was never forced. We were never touched. Nothing ever happened." But Robert Kelly, yes. There are situations, there are people, there are receipts, there are people that was in his camp that came on and said it. So it's two different things. Now, when you're talking about a lot of people from the past that who've been doing this and, and, and who, you know, doing that, a lot of them I don't rock with because of that simple thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, yeah. You know, like yeah. even if like Le- even if like Tom Brady came out and he did this, I, I couldn't mess with Tom Brady anymore. Mm-hmm. LeBron James, who, whoever it is. Morally, I wouldn't be able to rock with them. Yeah, and I think that's, that's just that. and that's where the turmoil, like inside of me, the feelings, mm-hmm. like I just feel so uh, disgusted. Like, yeah, like disgusted, and again, you feel a sense of guilt because I should have paid more attention to this years ago, right? Um, and I should have been more conscious in my choices of who I'm going to support. You know. Financially, you know, spending records, buying music, mm-hmm. streaming, whatever it is, you know, and paid attention. And I feel like this story is this is going to be historical. You know, it's going to rock our nation. Let me go to go to Holly's comments. Uh, she said, I would agree with Chris until I seen the last episode. And to this day, he has two girls. Oh, my God. And that's my thing, too. Mm. You're that sick. You have two children of your own that are females. Um, the other comments, he was totally wrong, but some of them girls wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. Some of them turned a blind eye simply because he was R. Kelly. My opinion, I'm sticking to it. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. I agree. I think that's... A, you're talking about 33-year-old women, 35-year-old women, that in right. 2015, 
Like they're getting with R. Kelly. One, what again, in the hell? One of the women that we talked about specifically was in 2011. And she was a disc jockey. Yep. And she had privy knowledge of what's going on. Mm-hmm. She was in the industry. Like mm-hmm. you know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So it's like homegirl. Like now, out of, again, let me just say this. I will never minimize anyone's abuse. I will never do that. But at this point, you knew what you were doing. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sure, and, and she even said it. People was like, yo, yo, there's a tape. Yo, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And if you didn't know in 2011 that R. Kelly had a tape, and you were in the industry, mm. I got to question your morality. Right, right. Because now that's say, a little bit, I eh. didn't see the tape, but I heard about it or right. I knew about allegations. That's different. You know, but she gets up here at 33 years old, and she just says that she met him when she was 30, 33, whatever. She was 33. And her, one of her closest friends said to her, you know, ill, you know, you know, he got to take. And she said she felt so uh, offended by that. And like, why would you do that? You know, this is somebody, this is my boyfriend. And she said she watched it and she was distraught, you know, but she still wanted to make it work. And then he beat me and I still wanted to make it work. Like, this is what I mean about the psychological damage. And he targeted the right Yep. People, you know, yeah. he targeted those who were broken. This girl had a history, you know, and she had she didn't need no. him to get her foot in the door. Okay, she because she was in the door. Kevin. Her foot was already in the door. But again, what Holly's comment saying they were attracted mm-hmm. and turned a blind eye. And in this case, she did turn a blind eye. She but did. I think that goes into a, a individual self-worth yes. and their internal you know, being, you know, where was she as a person at that time in herself, in her love, her self-love to, to, to accept or even entertain R. Kelly? Like yeah. at, in 2011? But, but people got to understand, women natural innate is their, their, you know, behaviors is to love, is to find a relationship and to settle down. When you are broken... You will go out with anyone. Let's be clear of the people we know who are Men and broke. Women. Yes, who are broke mofos financially and emotionally, and they continue to stay. So when people say, "Well, R. Kelly did this," think about how many people we know, and I can count on uh, I can count on uh, uh, two hands on people I know who are with people who are accused or who are actual, you know, uh, uh, registered mm. sex offenders, mm-hmm. and they had kids with them. And they and they and they were with them, you know what I mean. So once you got someone's mind and you make them feel like they are the best thing since sliced bread, and then you break them down, and then you're the only one that can make them happy or sad, you pretty much got that person checkmate, mm. you know. So so yeah, it you know it was some you know accusers who saying you know well that was R. Kelly and they wanted to be with him, but again you still don't got kidnapped mm. nobody, Jesus. Exactly, Holly. Let's get to it, cause you, 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 you in my notes right now. Okay, uh, real quick, the thirty-five-year-old woman who was in a previously abusive relationship, she was divorced, etc. At thirty-five, mm-hmm. she met R. Kelly, and she got herself up out of here. You know, yeah. And that's where everybody does not have that ability. And she was 35. We are talking about a 35-year-old woman who has has some experience in life and has at one point owned herself as an individual, okay? And loved herself at one point, you know? And she had to wake up. But when you're talking about a 17, 16, 15-year-old girl, Mm -hmm. she does not instinctly have that yet. Her frontal cortex, and I'm okay. Be don't scientific. get there. Don't now, start. I'm be, nah, because I got I got to I got to enlighten our people. Your frontal cortex is not fully developed, so your understanding and your rationale is not there. You know what I mean? So at 16, 17, and I know people say, "Well, women, you know, girls develop faster than men." They think, oh, yeah. yeah, but at a certain point, you still are at a block where you cannot see the future. Like that seventeen-year-old girl, she just and again. This is where I can exploit because you want to be a superstar so bad. I'm going to exploit the fact that you're not going to know that you're going to be in this trapped. Mm-hmm. So you will be trapped 
And by the time you realize it, it's too late. Right. But stop going into that conversation because that's a deeper conversation. I mean, hey, I mean, but we got to talk you're gonna about it. Because you're going to get me into that. And then all I'm right, going right. to lose my other point. So but then we got to have part three. Then. We do. We have to have part three because I think the psychological piece of it is very important. Right, right, And right. just like mental health and mental, you know, mental... Trauma. Healthiness. Just, just, like, just like in trauma. Melty, just trauma. But mental healthiness, being mentally yes. healthy yes. Um, in our community is something that has so much stigma that people automatically look at it as a negative thing. Yeah. So I think that's a different conversation. But, okay, all right, all right. Um, back to Holly's point that the girl with the herpes. Mm. You know, I felt like, thank God, you know, somebody understands that being hurt or taken advantage of doesn't relieve you of responsibility and accountability. Mm-hmm. Like, these... I'm not saying that these victims... You know, said R. Kelly, please do all these things to me and ruin my life. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that's the piece that is not developed in a person to see my choices. And I'm mad at myself because I chose this route with this person that didn't deserve me, my time, my body, my mind, Mm -hmm. nothing. Okay. And that was showed so much strength in that young lady. Right. You know, and I was like, man, I hope that she is sharing that mm-hmm. mindset with the rest of the pe- the survivors right, because right. that is what they need to to move on with their life that's what they're going to need and to not continue to get caught up in more situations that they were in mm-hmm. you know which leads to my other piece real quick before we go to the next comment that I really hope lifetime has set these women up with some serious yeah. Professional help It sounds like Some probably had it And it seems like They've started that process Right But I'm really hoping That they'll support You know The expensive treatment This yeah. extensive Expensive You know The real treatment That they're going to need mm-hmm. Because This Just doing this This documentary Is going to be Another level of trauma For them yeah. It's even, going to even, open up New wounds Yeah then you got the social media, you got the the media itself. They have to look at this. They have to live. They have to walk with their faces in, in the world for the rest right. of their lives. They're going to need treatment, you yeah. know, and they're going to need support. Right. So, so, so Chris said, he said, you can defend Michael all you want. Michael Jackson did weird things with those kids. Exactly what? <laughs> I don't know. But I got kids and I would never let my kids I be agree. around that man. Listen. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't let my kids be around LeBron James without me. <laughs> and, and, and that's just that. Like, as much as I like LeBron James and Tom Brady, like I'm not going to leave my kids around. No grown man I do not know personally. And that's just that. But again, when you have parents who are so trusting because they're supposed to be in the Dell, now I got to question your judgment. Right. Like the last, uh, what is the young lady's name? Um, uh, the one with the A, Alicia? I forgot her name. I can't pronounce her name. Where the mother A's in? A's, the yeah. mother went to the yeah. house, the well, studio? Yes. Like mm. you signed your child oh, that's... to... Mm. Another person and trusting that they after I he have said, to, after no, he semi no. snuck her in the hotel without your permission after you told him one of us need to be present for everything that she does. And then with you, you just was like, "All right, go ahead." Nah, you nah. were mad at him and you told him this was unacceptable. Yet you agreed yeah. to him hiring an internal person, which he ain't hired nobody. He no. kept them same people that been helping yeah. him. To uh, supervise your child Disgusting And you signed your child over And now you haven't seen her in three years mm-hmm. So then So yeah. then what? And you did this in 20, 2000 what? Fi- right 15? Yeah So Chris So to answer your question Michael Jordan Mike Tyson I don't give a damn what Mike it is I ain't leave my kid with nobody <laughs> With somebody I don't know And I mean Again And I think that people They And, and, and this is those too People misconstrue us following someone's life as an entertainer versus them following us as regular people. Because R. Kelly don't know you. Mm-mm. And you don't follow him personally. You just follow his music and his entertainment. But do people know the difference? But between... you don't follow him. Be A lot of people, they think, well, R. Kelly, like, like me too, he... Was the soundtrack of my childhood He helped me get through a lot of stuff But he wasn't writing that for me mm. He was writing it for his own pockets For own entertainment oh. wow. so, so, so yeah We might have a connection with his music 
But we, but we don't have that physical connection with this guy because he don't know us from Adam or Eve. And I think that's where the stardom and that's how people get tricked into it because mm. they remember what R. Kelly's song did for them. But they got to remember, R. Kelly don't remember what that song did for you. But again, the persona, yes. the reputation, the yeah. image that he sold. And my question is, are we really paying attention? And even in the day of social media heavy, the way it is, people are being... Fooled. Yeah. Know the difference between a presence, mm-hmm. a public presence, versus a person's individual private life and who they yes. are. A personality. There's such thing as a, a personality entertainment. And that's what like, R. Kelly is a That's what they felt they know. They right. knew. And it's like, no, no, no. You don't know this person. Right. You know the personality that they give you that they present to but you publicly what he did was he knew all of his music touched a lot of people so he was able to use that even if he didn't know susan in california he knew that her, his music connected to susan the same way it connected to ty Lee's in new york mm-hmm. so he didn't care like what your personal experience is but he knew that when he sung a song it touched you and there and there was that connection. But also what I wanted to say is that as time went on, you start to, even when you go back, and you start to hear some of the blatant, like, uh, a disrespect and kind of like the fortuitous uh, language that he used and it's like, ha, 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 you can't get to me. Because he would put it in his songs. Mm. And a lot of his songs will tell you what was going on. But again... We were like I was, I was having this conversation with my barber. I was like, but we were under the impression that he was saying this to the adults, <laughs> right? Like we didn't know. We was like, okay, well, he had this incident. We think it was whatever, but we was under the impression that he was saying it to adults. Most people were, yeah. Not saying it to a freaking kid. Like one of the songs that really shocked me was that Michael Jackson song, "You Are Not Alone." Like I can't even like that was tough because it was Michael Jackson. And it was like he was he wrote the song for Mike, and it was for, I was like wow like that was like dang Mm-mm-mm. that was like that was tough that was really yep. tough. And Holly said it's an unfortunate truth that the parents thought they were uh, getting a big break. I don't give a damn. And I say and I agree. I mean it's very unfortunate, but it is the truth. You ain't see Joe Jackson like nobody out his kids. Like, and you not signing over your children. And this this nah. to bring this to uh, present day everyday people. And let's let's come out the celebrity world. This I think that. Some takeaways that I have from the um, the show is that we need to do better. And I say this all the time. Thinking about and deciding who we entrust our children to for mm-hmm. whatever reason. You got to. Even when it comes down, I say this to quite all the time, even when it comes down to sports. Like, I need to know that that coach, and I need to know that that instructor... And I need to know that that teacher, you know, is respecting my child mm-hmm. and is having my child's best interests in mind at all times, you know, and cares, you know, and, and cares. And it's hard to, it's not something you could just pinpoint automatically and you can't do a big, you know, check on a person, right? But you got to go with vibes and you got to mm-hmm. pay attention to action. So you can't just... Drop your child to anyone mm. Or just hand over your child For the purpose of A skill Or making it big Or whatever Because This person is trusted Everybody say they're good But what do you know About the person mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about Google reviews And Facebook posts And Instagram uh, You know Remarks I'm talking about What do you know about them Right. You know, stick around. Don't just drop your kids off because you just never know. And this is how things happen at churches and the biggest institutions. True. They are the Pied Piper. Yeah. They lure in the children. You know, they lure in the families and they say, leave your kids with us. You know, we do this, we do that. And I don't care what age your child is. Right. And even 18, 19, uh, they're still influential and they still can end up with somebody who takes advantage of them. Mm. And just because they're at a legal age, it's not right. I mean, it's, it makes it right. No, mm-hmm. it yeah. doesn't. You know, so yeah. we have to be mindful of our children 
and also young people. And don't just turn a blind eye. And a lot of these people turned a blind eye to something they blatantly felt in their gut or they saw or they heard or they knew. And they said, well, I ain't going to cut my paycheck, so I'm just going um, to just go over here. But again, when do we stop sacrificing our people for a check? Mm-hmm. When? Mm-hmm. When? When does it stop? But again, you have to understand, like this is how uh, manipulative he is. The people that he have, he have something over them. And he has them to the point where it's like, you can't leave because you need me as well. So yeah, go ahead. You can tell what I'm doing, but guess what? You're just as fault. You're just as much fault as I am because you knew what was going on. So again, he's not getting these smart people that really know. The only person that probably really, really, really educated is his mm. lawyer in the law. Mm. But he's getting yes men around him. Mm. And he's getting people who can he can give money to and and his pitches, hey man, I'm taking you out the hood. I'm giving you money. Look what I'm I taking you around the world. Mm. I mean, you can't get nothing better than this. And he had his whole team and he continued to have them duped. And my thing is, and you know, the reason why we're you know why we're talking about this and it's so important is because you have to really, really Really pay attention to people around you because it's someone out there who needs you. And we can't keep saying, oh, well, that's their business. Like, we have to think about it. And even when I we used to work in group homes, my thing was, what well, if that was my child? So there's been times like where I tell my coworker, like, yo, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't stop that, then we're going to have a problem because that could be my kid. And these people need to think, like, what if this was your kid? Then what? That's it. You know, but. And Holly said, you know, again, education, right? Mm-hmm. And exposure and speaking to your children. I let my 15-year-old watch it, she said, with, I was hesitant, not knowing what she'd see, but there were lessons our daughters need to learn from us Yeah. and from this. Uh, we have to talk to our daughters the way we may not have been talked to, and I have more to say, <laughs> but I'll keep it at a minimum. No, 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 no minimums. But that's a great point. Like, yeah. watch this with your children, you know, of age, and especially girls, and do not forget our young men. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't understand that there's probably men that's going to come for because there was always a, a curiosity yep. of or, you know, a, a mm-hmm. s- aroma that there was some involvement with uh, boys. And with his history of being molested and abused, you know, when he was nine a child, out, which all this times. stems from, which is yeah. our other conversation when it gets to the psychological piece. And um, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, but people focus a lot on um, this is just a girl thing, but it's nah. it's our young men too. Yeah. We need to protect. That's why I always say our children. I don't yes. say our little girls because I am a person that look at children as a as a whole. They're mm-hmm. children, boys and girls, and they all deserve protection. And it's up to the adults. And as you can see, the th- common theme in all of these girls' stories is that the adults in their lives. Failed on their duty. But I just want to piggyback on what you said, right? So it is probably a boy out there who was molested by a killer. But you know why he won't say nothing? Because our culture has told us mm-hmm. that is a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. And you are not supposed to be getting, you know, uh, taken advantage of mm-hmm. by nobody. But when someone is physically stronger than you, and I'm sure that the person that, if he did, again, I don't want to just throw it out there. But, you know, that's what I'm hearing. If you did that, if he did that, that kid is probably way smaller than R. Kelly. So physically, he can he can just, just outpower that guy. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? So, yeah, but you, but you definitely doesn't make it. But you definitely do make a good point about letting our boys know as well. Because it happens, but, you know, they don't usually tell because it's like a sign of weakness. Like, you know, like you shouldn't, you know, be letting it happen to you. So Right. But yeah, and the so. bottom line is that this abuse and this this horrific, you know, experience that he's caused all these these women and these people and these families, you know, went on for so long. Mm-hmm. And I think the question is, you know, why didn't RCA record companies mm. industry do anything mm. right that's on part and three. again that gets into their pockets and mm. you know how much they love their pockets mm-hmm. being filled and another discussion well another i'm I'm, I'm just gonna say this just know 
the hammer is coming down Whew. because now the pressure is on all the, the major companies and the, all the entities mm-hmm. that had been supporting R. Kelly. Because, again, let me tell you why. And, again, this is why I think, you know, color plays a part and people can say what they want. But when you upset white women, stuff gets done. Mm. And Lifetime, as we know, is ran by white women. So now those white women are going to those executives and they're sitting at these meetings like, are you guys still going to support right. R. We Kelly even, even after all the evidence that we have? Mm. Are you going to continue to support him? Because if you do, just know we were going to dig in your pockets. So either you give him up right now or we are going to affect your livelihood. Mm. You got a choice. And we know what they choosing. They ain't choosing R. Kelly. Yeah. They're going to say, Robert, listen, buddy, uh, we got to let you go here. They're uh, not choosing our girls either. And we need to yeah. choose our children. That's true. That's true. Black and brown community, we need to choose our children and take a stance, you know, mm-hmm. and not support the things that continue to poison our communities. Oh, it's going to be on. You know, um, I appreciate everybody tuning in. Mm-hmm. You know, we're pretty much at the mark here. I... I welcome any more questions um, and I will check back on the comments if people comment later and ask questions or put their feedback in there. But most importantly, I have to express this and how I feel because it was so, so emotional mm. and it's still going to be emotional. And what, what I, what I take from this is I need to really continue to be conscious about what and who I support. Oh, hold on. Holly said uh, 93.7 was bumping um, R. Kelly yesterday. Yeah, of course. It wasn't 94.3 WYBC, the rhythm of the city. I tell you that. It wasn't that. (laughs) We don't do that around here. Well, then I think we need to hit up 93.7 and get them right because at the end of the day, I'm not even listening to them. No. I'm not even listening to them because if if that's what you're still doing carelessly, okay, That's that's, that's fine. That's fine. I'm gonna contact uh, the Big the man. hash mute R Kelly movement and have have them contact nine three point seven because mm. that's just. But again, everybody has their choices in their you know decision on what they support, and that's what I mean. I'm gonna be more conscious to yes. what I support. Period. Yes. Again, period. and and I just like this is not like a this wasn't a bash to say oh if you listen to R Kelly music you're going Mm-mm, to hell no not at all but it was it was it was us taking some responsibility in what we were doing for years after watching this again you know people say well why did you need a video to come out because I think that you need a lot of proof because it, we for so long we didn't say anything because we had inklings but again <laughs> we was like I'm just not gonna mess with them I'm just I'm just gonna be like that. But then when you see it hmm. and you know, then it's like, yeah, okay, now enough is enough. We got to say something. Why would you go to war with guns with no bullets? Yeah. It's the same thing. And you want to be prepared. And, and then you you're going to look stupid right. if you talking is talking. He wasn't, and nothing come out. So Right. right. Come on now. But yeah, and plus we got a platform, so we definitely got to, you know, stick to that. Yeah, exactly. You know. Well, I want to thank... Uh, Mr. Sutton over here for tuning in and uh, participating tonight, well, you know, on the you. show. Thank you. Appreciate and, you know, I, I really love the fact that, you know, we can have these discussions and we don't agree. We don't always agree, y'all. Nah, don't think. Don't. Nah. But we do agree on most of the points on this uh, particular topic. And I definitely appreciate it to everybody that uh, tuned in and that shared their thoughts and comments. And, you know, just stay tuned because Reason and Minds will be back. Mm-hmm. Y'all have a good night. Peace.